Hey everybody, it is Tuesday, December 4th, 2018, and you're listening to the, well, I don't know, have a title for this yet, Salvage Title Spinoff Podcast, yet to be fully named, but nevertheless, I'm your host, Brett Eslake, and uh, occasionally we talk about car news, car culture, and car whatever over on the regular show, but this, I kind of want to run as a little bit of an experiment, a little bit more of a longer, sometimes shorter, who knows, maybe we'll just talk about a general topic, but bear with me, nevertheless, this episode I want to talk about... Uh, my relationship with General Motors and the kind of the weird place that I feel like we're at, especially after the unveiling today of the new Silverado HD and just the facepalm that seemed to be heard around the industry uh, when the wraps got pulled off of this pickup truck. So uh, yeah, we'll talk a bit about that and uh, who knows what else will come out of this. There's a, there's a long personal history to kind of go through uh, in short terms here, so Without further ado, bear with me this long-form episode about uh, perhaps the death of General Motors in my personal life. So stick around after the bump. So I go out with my dad for dinner this past Friday and, you know... It's great, you know, we, it's, I just had a birthday and I was like, oh, let's go out to dinner, let's try out this new Mexican place, we go out and get Mexican food. Apparently I know how to order things that my dad didn't know existed because I know what the color green is and I can say salsa verde the wrong way, I'm sure, but hey, it's whatever. And we sit down and, you know, the Mexican food was great. I really enjoyed it a lot. It was a pretty good burrito, pretty decent size. So we get to talking about cars because that's what you do in Michigan to connect with one another. You talk about the motor vehicles that are around you and inevitably every family in this state has a preference of Chrysler, Ford, or GM and my family just happens to be a GM family. It's been a GM family since the mid-60s when my grandfather bought his first Impala and things have never really turned back for the most part. There have been a few cars here and there that we've purchased that haven't been GM vehicles, but when we, when I say a few, I mean a few. We're talking less than 10 in the, what, almost 60 years that it's been that my family's largely been driving these vehicles, which is kind of crazy to think about. So I'm talking to my dad about his truck, and he brings up what he always brings up, which is tires, you know. Oh, Brad, he's doing research and... You know, I've been searching for weeks for new tires. I, I had those Cooper tires, which I loved. They were great tires. They, they, you know, they did a good job, but they just, they didn't dig in. You know, they didn't get in there the way I, I need those tires to dig in. So I went BF Goodrich tires. No more Cooper tires. Just BF Goodrich tires now in my truck. Got those new tires. You like those tires? Look at them. Look right on that truck. That's how my dad acts, by the way. Every time I see my dad... He, he sounds like a vacuum cleaner that's slightly clogged that loves to talk about tires. And uh, so we talked about his tires for a while. But then we got to talking about his truck. He's got a Chevy Avalanche. I think it's a 2014. I think that was the last year of the Avalanche. He's got the last model year. He loves that truck. GM sent him a nice letter thanking him for buying three Avalanches, uh, for being such a loyal customer and you know, he's he's really upset about the fact that they didn't do another one with this newest model of, of Silverados and Tahos. They didn't do the mid-gate thing that folds down to keep the bed sealed but give you more space. I like the truck a lot. 
I don't love it that much. I think it's too big. My dad's always made fun of me for thinking that his truck is too big. And so he says to me that he's looking at getting a Silverado 2500 HD. Basically the biggest truck you can get without getting a CDL license. And I ask him why. And he wants, he, I want the big V8. You know, I, I gotta have that power. I, I wanna, wanna be able to tow stuff and move things around and do stuff. And in the back of my head, I'm going, Dad, we live on four acres. Four square acres. What are you going to do with this truck that you can't already do with the one you have? What tree stumps are you going to pull out? We have four trees in the lawn. On all these acres, we have a house with two barns and four trees. I've seen this man throw two by fours, a bike, and maybe a sheet of plywood in that pickup truck bed in his avalanche he's got right now. I have never seen him use it in any way, shape, or form that requires a Silverado HD. But when you're three, way, three years away from retiring and you want to, you got $60,000 burning a hole in your pocket, I guess that's what you do. You buy a Silverado HD. So then the conversation turns to me. And he goes, well, what do you, what do you feel like you're going to do with your car? So I, I have a Ford Fiesta. I've talked about this a lot on the Salvage Title podcast. Uh, I love my Ford Fiesta. It's a great car. It gets nearly 40 miles per gallon in the summertime. It handles great. It rides really well. Uh, I really think that's one of the best cars that I've owned, personally. I paid too much money for it. That's fine. I like the car as it is. And so the truth is, you know, I need a bigger car. I'm towing this stuff back and forth between the brewery and my store. I'm going in between my store and my other store and taking stuff from that brewery to the other brewery. And, you know, I, I need some more carrying capacity. And so my dad automatically jumps to, oh, well, you need to buy a truck. You know, every man needs a truck. It's, it's just what happens. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get a truck. And he's like, well, what if, you, what if you had the money to get a truck and you wanted to get a truck? What truck would you get? And I told him I'd get a Ram 1500. And he was shocked. Maybe even appalled. I don't know. A little hyperbole there. But my dad was really surprised that I said the Ram. And I said the Ram really without missing a beat. And he's like, why? Why wouldn't you want to get the Silverado this year? And I just go, I don't like the new trucks that much. I like the new Silverado a little bit. I don't mind the styling, but the interior's not great. The V8s and they're all carryover stuff. There's no new technology in these cars that are making me go, eh, you know, we're progressing. These trucks are basically the same truck that was out before, which doesn't make any damn sense to me. So then I was being a little bit of a smartass, and I said without missing too much after that, kind of explaining myself and just saying to my dad, you know, I don't think there's any cars that GM makes right now that I would buy with my own money. And he, I, I think the burrito that he had in his mouth shot straight out of his ass after I said that. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, I honestly do not think there's a car that GM makes right now that I would spend any of my own money on. And it's weird, you know, I, I've, I'm 32 years old, I basically came out of the womb wearing a Dale Earnhardt t-shirt with a Chevrolet bow tie hat, and Chevy's always been a part of my life, GM to a greater extent has always been a big part of my life, we've always loved GM cars, we've always driven GM cars, I defended GM in their darkest of days. In a time of the Pontiac Aztec and the Chevrolet Malibu Max SS, 
I thought GM still made some great cars. But over 10 years later, you know, from those darkest of days, we're kind of at the same point again. I can't think of too much in the lineup that I go, I would want to buy that. I would want to live with that every day. That's the kind of car or truck for me. And it's weird that it's taken me this long to kind of figure it out. And, you know, GM, for all intents and purposes, they are a company that is here to make money, to please their shareholders, to do what they think is right. But I don't think what they're doing is right anymore. You know, you can look, turn the clock back a little bit, look at the leadership of uh, Rick Wagner, you know, before the before the collapse, and you can really see what ambivalent design looks like what what not giving a shit gives you and they're they're altogether not so great cars i will defend the pontiac aztec and the chevrolet malibu max to the day i die because i think those cars are interesting cars but they just spun out of control in a way that wasn't able to to be good anymore and we're kind of back at that point so with the thought of my dad wanting to get this new silverado hd uh, news broke today, or GM broke the news, I don't know how you want to say that, they showed off the new Silverado HD, and it looks hilariously bad. Like, I can't think of a new car design that's come out in the past three, five, maybe ten years that looks so incompetently put together, that looks so unbelievably bad. Like, it is comically bad how this truck looks. I, I'm shocked that GM went, yeah, those are good photos. Let's put those out there. So the new truck, if you haven't seen it, you know, type in 2020 Silverado HD into your, into your Chrome browser and see what Google pulls up for you. It is an ugly truck. It is basically a rolling square. Uh, one, one video series I watched today described it as a fist being punched in your face is what the front grill looks like. And I think that's a pretty apt comparison. It looks like GM went down into downtown Detroit. They walked down Washington Street and they went, let's take some photos of this fist thing. Let's make this into a vehicle that you can drive every day. That's what this truck is. It looks horrible. Now granted, they didn't show the interior and GM is swearing up and down that this truck shares almost nothing with the current Silverado aside from like the stamping for the roof. And mechanically, it sounds like this is going to be a pretty competent truck. It's going to be able to tow as much as all the other Ford and Ram models that are out there today. But it looks so bad. And it just smacks of the kind of hubris that GM had in the, in the mid-late aughts before the bankruptcy that got them in this much trouble in the first place. You know, pickup truck sales on the whole are relatively safe things. You know, people who buy Chevy Silverados are probably going to continue buying Chevrolet Silverados until they decide they don't want a Chevy Silverado and they eventually buy a GMC Sierra. But you're not likely to switch from a Silverado to an F-150. You're not likely to switch from an F-150 to a Tundra. You're not likely to switch from a Tundra to a Titan or from a Titan to a Ram 1500. It's just not the way the world works. But the when the options are so good everywhere else... And these new GM trucks are now considered to be so bad. How many people start changing sides? You know, I don't think Jim Bob Cooter is going to walk out 
down the street and go, I don't like that new Silverado. I ain't going to buy another one. They don't make cars for me anymore. I don't think that's going to happen the same way that it has happened for me because I think I give a little too much of a shit about cars and trucks compared to the average person. They see that bow tie, they go, I know that's a Chevy. And that's what they get because they like Chevys. It's what they've had. They've worked great. I don't know. It's just, it's so strange. And so I haven't talked to my dad today to be like, hey, did you see this truck? I'm sure he'll tell me about the tires that are on it the next time I see him. But I'm just blown away by the hubris of this company and the people who will defend it and the way things seem to be going with them on the whole. And, you know, maybe the Silverado sells bad. Maybe this new HD doesn't sell very well. You know, maybe Mary Barra, for all of the good things she's done for the investors, you know, maybe she gets shit canned because these products fail. And maybe we get some new blood at GM and maybe things kind of turn back around again. But I'm really kind of hoping that they don't. I think I feel like GM needs to learn a lesson here. Where if people like me, who care about the cars that they drive, and want to spend money on good cars, not just a brand that I feel comfortable with, we start moving away, we don't go back until they fix it, you know, they're not going to learn anything. And that's, that's, that's what's scary to me, is that it's going to take another bankruptcy for GM to learn something. And I think that's kind of the same thing for Ford right now. You know, you look at what Ford's doing with killing all their small cars, aside from the Mustang. It's going to kill a lot of business for them. And they argue that they're going to make it up on margin with the larger vehicles. GM's saying the same thing now. Fiat said the same thing years ago before Sergio died. It's a scary time, I think, to be an American car fan again. And we haven't had dark days like this for more than a decade. But Fiat really lacks direction outside of Ram and Jeep. Uh, Ford, outside of the F-150, doesn't seem to be able to design anything to keep anyone's attention. I don't think GM has really anything super great going for them aside from the Corvette the Camaro, and the Buick Regal Tourex. And that's not getting renewed because that's made by Peugeot now. So what the hell are they going to do? I don't know. I can't be the only person who's going, eh, eh, not for me. I'm going down to the Kia dealer. Oh, not for me. I'm going over to Subaru. Sorry. I'm actually going to go to Ford this time. I can't be the only one. They, they've got to learn something from all this mess. And I just, I don't know what that lesson is. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know how it's, what's going to hurt them at this point. You know, GM's got their finger in so many different pies right now that, I mean, for God's sakes, they're going to start doing delivered advertisements in your vehicle that they're going to sell to other companies so that you get a little ping on the dashboard when you go buy a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. That's scary shit in of itself. I mean, have you guys read about this where they 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 were listening to the radio that you were listening or they were matching up the radio that you listened to and the shops and the gas stations and other things that you went to to go along with this data. So basically, if you're driving your Silverado, that's a data set. They know that you're a male because you bought the car. You're listening to country music and you stop at Tim Hortons. So in GM's eyes, if you're a truck driver, 
who's male, listening to country music, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to end up at Tim Hortons at some point in time. And so they will deliver you Tim Hortons ads, and they will charge Tim Hortons money to deliver those ads to you. And so they're trying to be like Google and Facebook and drive ad revenue to their company so that, you know, maybe maybe the cruise isn't there to make cash anymore. But hey, you know, we got this new advertising bucks to, to fill things out. That's a scary fucking prospect. You know, they already don't make cars that are all that great, and it's evident in the sales these days, but now they want to sell ads to make up for it? Like, they're not learning a lesson here, which is make better fucking cars. Toyota started seeing the writing on the wall a decade ago, and granted, it's been a long, drawn-out process to start making good cars again, but Toyota steered... They, they, Mr. Toyota, T-O-Y-D-A, grabbed the helm, cranked it to the left... And now we have this new Corolla that is shockingly good. The new Camry is shockingly good. The new RAV4 is incredibly good. They saved the company because somebody gave a shit. And no one's giving a shit at GM. And you know, maybe it need, maybe it's regime change, maybe it's fresh blood. I don't know what it is, but I'm not there for it right now. And you know, it's it's sad that um, that I'm counting myself out. So count me out, GM. I'm I'm done. I'm through. Maybe you guys are too. I don't know. But anyway, that's that. Well, guys, sorry I bloviated for a bit there about uh, my life and my relationship to GM, but... I think once in a while it's going to be good to kind of give myself 15 or 20 minutes to kind of talk about a specific subject. And if you think so, uh, feel free to give this podcast a like. Don't forget to share and subscribe. All that other good stuff that those YouTubers and other podcasters tell you to do. If you want to follow back on regular episodes of the Salvage Shuttle podcast, you can do so at uh, anchor.fm slash YSSMAN. Or you can follow uh, this podcast on Apple iTunes, on Google Play, on uh, Spotify, so many other platforms. It's made available there for free. All of the episodes should still be up there, assuming everything's not broken. And uh, yeah, I appreciate any feedback you guys have. You can give me some feedback at uh, here on Anchor FM, anchor.fm slash YSSMAN. Or you can do so uh, on Twitter at twitter.com slash YSSMAN. Um, yeah. If you haven't looked at that picture of that Chevy Silverado, I highly recommend you do it because, dear God, that is one ugly-ass pickup truck. Shockingly bad. One thing I maybe didn't point out in that thing, and I just it just popped into my mind again. It kind of looks like the old Chevy Colorado, like the late aughts Chevy Colorado. Like, there were versions of that truck that looked good, but, like, the base trim truck is what this reminds me of, and I'm just, mm, 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 bad bad pickup truck altogether. Anyway, uh, we'll probably do a regular episode of the Salvage Title Podcast on Friday, assuming that my health stands up and that there's some news to talk about. So until Friday, guys, I hope you have a good rest of your week, and we will see you very soon here on the Salvage Title Podcast. Good night. <laughs>